Good morning. Good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to the class without breakfast for today. Of course, the class is happening here. The breakfast is happening in the Safra Synagogue. I am here, Baruch Hashem, Zachinu, to be at the Makom HaMikdash by the Western Wall, by the Kotel, um, uh, in honor and to celebrate the wedding of my nephew, uh, Pinchas Avixer. Um, and we are so happy that we are able to once again come to Eretz Israel. Uh, to be here to uh, drink in its holy spirit, its holy air, and to be able to share words of Torah from here is just so special and so beautiful. Breakfast in the class today is dedicated in honor of Rabbi Farchi and Rabbi Mizrahi, sponsored by Anna Zayinchik. Breakfast in class is also dedicated today in loving memory of uh, Maurice's father, David Silvera, David Ben Rina, sponsored by Carol and Maurice Silvera. Breakfast in the class is dedicated for the Rufuash of the Mar of Ariel Penina Bat Malka Lecha, sponsored anonymously, and as well in loving memory and the Nishmat of Frank Harrison, sponsored by his daughter Liz Bennett. As well, breakfast in the class today is dedicated in celebration of the wedding of Sheba Hurizadeh and Orian Barzilai, sponsored by Sheba Hurizadeh, and uh, as well by Freddie Eni as a Seudat Hoda'ah. Sponsored by Stephen Rapport in honor of Isaac Dabba for being the building block of the synagogue. And as well sponsored by Isaac Simantov in honor of Sami Sa'im. Hazaku Baruch. My friends, we learned an amazing lesson in this week's parasha. Korach becomes incredibly jealous and leads an entire machlok at a fight, a rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu. But our rabbis tell us that actually the reason why Korach led this rebellion was because he wanted a position for himself. Not the position of Moshe, not the position of Aharon. He wanted the position to be the leader of the tribe of Levi, a position that was given to his uh, cousin. And he thought that actually he was passed over for that job. And because he was passed over for that small job, he starts to cast aspersions on Moshe Rabbeinu, on Aharon, and our rabbis tell us even on God. And I want to share a fantastic lesson I think we learned from this. Because I think every single person in their own lives could take the lesson of Korach and figure it out. In fact, some of our rabbis understood that when the Torah says, Lo Do not be like Korach and like his uh, populace, like the gathering that he brought together. It's actually a mitzvah asking us not to be people who uh, engage in fights. Now, I want to share with you one lesson. You know, our rabbis tell us, that this little fight that Korah had blossomed, and blossomed because of one person, the wife of Korah. In fact, our rabbis point out in the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, um, The wisdom of women, that's what builds the home. And a wicked woman, With her own hands, she destroys her house and her family. What does that mean? Which woman is the wicked woman that's destroyed her house? That's the wife of Korach. Korach came home, he was upset. He walked in, he was angry. He came to tell his wife, you don't know what happened today. I was passed over, I can't believe it. You know, fake news, I should not have been treated this way. The election was rigged. He came home with a lot of different complaints to his wife. And his wife riles him up. And she says, he can't be, you have to fight against this, you have to fight against everybody. And she literally drives him to bring all of Am Yisrael into this position. And ultimately, it, 
it creates a fa- it creates a situation where Korach himself loses his life, his whole family is destroyed, all of his wealth gone, everything about him. He now lives on in uh, in in an ignoble way. He lives on in infamy. And contrasted to that is On Ben Pelet. On Ben Pelet came from the tribe of Reuven. He comes home. He tells his wife, you know, they're all the boys. They're having a rebellion. And his wife says, "What are you talking about? What rebellion? You're not going to gain from this anyway." If uh, Korach wins, you're a student, you're a follower. If Moshe wins, you're a follower. You know, what are you gaining? You have nothing to gain. He's like, oh, well, I'm not sure. I already told him I'm coming. She says, leave it to me. Anyway, she throw, pick, get, makes him this big meal. And she winds up getting him drunk, puts him to sleep, and then figures out a way to keep the the, uh, the people who were going to bring him into the rebellion, into this, uh, into this party, to keep them away from him. She saves literally her home. She saves her entire family. My friends... This concept is something beautiful. You know, when I was growing up, there was a PSA, a public service announcement, that they used to teach us that if there's ever a fire in your home and it catches on to you, Barmenan, there's a fire in the street, what do you do? You stop, you drop, and you roll. Whatever you're doing, stop. Drop to the floor and roll around on the floor until the fire that's caught on to your clothing, until the fire goes out. You know, every person in... Uh, in that moment, the moment that a fight is there, the moment that someone is upset, the moment that someone is angry, the moment that someone feels that there's a horrible miscarriage of justice going on, a husband comes home from work, a wife come home from work, comes home from work, a child comes home from school, you know what they said to me? You know what they did? You have an option right there. You can be a fire extinguisher or you could be a fire spreader. What do you want to be? You want a fire to go out, what do you do? You stop, you drop, you roll. That way, wherever the fire is on your clothes, if it's on your jacket, if it's on your pants, if it's on your socks, it's on your keeper, you smother the fire by rolling around on the floor. You don't give it oxygen. But there's some people that in, in those opportune moments, when the fire is still something small, when it's still just a local council job for, for Korach, his wife could have told him, look, is it such a big deal anyway? Or you know what, you'll get it next time. Instead of being like On Ben Pelet, who understands the problems that Machloket bring in their wake and minimizes uh, the fight, Korach's wife fans the flames in every scenario. You know what my mother said to me? You know what your mother said to me? You know what this kid did? You know what the principal, you know, you know the teacher, the person comes home, they walk into your life, they come to you with this story, you can play it down or you can play it up. What do you want to do? Ultimately, in every machloket, the machloket doesn't start off big. It starts off small. But it requires someone to give it oxygen, someone to spread it. What do you want to be in the lives of the people around you? A fire extinguisher or a fire spreader? My friends, I want to end with this one concept. You know, our rabbis tell us on the pasuk, Ose shalom bim romav. He who makes peace in the heavens, he should make peace between us, and on all of the Jewish people, and let them say Amen. Why do we start by saying, He who makes peace in the heavens? What peace is there to make in the heavens? In the heavens, you don't have people. In the heavens, you don't have free will. So, what is the peace that God makes in the heavens? 
ultimately the angels have to do what God says. So if God wants them to get along, they get along. Is that peace or is that just God telling two things to do something? And the answer is that on its surface, shalom is something that happens between two people who are fighting. But on a deeper level, shalom can actually be when two things that cannot get along, that should not get along, figure out how to get along despite it. The word shamayim is made up of an amalgam of ish and mayim. The heavens are made up of fire and of water. That's a spiritual idea. It means that our heavens are made up both of physicality and spirituality. And those two ideas, never the twain shamit, they are opposites of one another. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu figures out how to make them work together. My friends, in Shamayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the midah, the character trait of kindness, of chesed, and the character trait of deen, of judgment. Those are opposites of one another. Is Hashem supposed to punish you right now or show you mercy? And yet, Oseh Shalom Bim Romav, Hashem makes two impossible things that cannot get along. Hashem makes them get along. Oseh Shalom Bim Romav, Hu Yaseh Shalom Aleinu. He should make peace on us. Because you know what? Down here on earth, when egos are involved, when people's feelings get involved, suddenly a person looks and says, you know what? I've tried. I can't anymore. There's nothing more for me to do. I can't compromise. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Impossible. You know what causes a person down here to give peace a chance? When they think that in Shamayim there are things that cannot go together that do. Where God brings down the barad, the uh, ice, the water, uh, the ice which is water and the fires inside of it, these hail balls of fire uh, for, for Barad. God makes peace for the sake of something greater, for the saving of the Jewish people. Sometimes a person has to make peace even if the reason why they should make peace doesn't seem to be important to them. They think to themselves, you know what, I don't even need to make shalom. What's the purpose of making shalom? In those moments, God says, shalom bim romav. It's impossible. You find no reason to do so. Maybe for the sake of this argument, it's not worth it. But there's a greater purpose that sits in the background that makes it worth it. The saving of Am Yisrael. The resolution of fights carries with it the saving of Am Yisrael. Machloket brings with it only damage. And Shalom brings with it only Beracha. Hashem should bless us to find Adonai Yevarechet Amo Shalom. God wants to bless His people, B'Shalom. But what does He do? He needs B'Shalom. He needs them to choose to find a path, a road of Shalom, of peace, of wholeness, uh, one with the other. May Hashem bless us as I stand before you in front of a Beit HaMikdash that was destroyed because of a lack of Shalom. May Hashem bless us to find a road and a path to Shalom in our lives, in our marriages, in our work, in our communities, and amongst our people. It's not impossible. It can be done. The stakes have never been higher. Hashem should bless us, should give us the strength and the fortitude to approach the impossible and show the world that Shalom is always possible. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.